Welcome to On Texas Football's State of the Program with Inside Texas publisher Eric Nalene. I'm Bobby Burton, your host. Uh, we're going to talk about the Longhorns today, uh, try to give you an update on where things are at. Uh, one quarter of the way through the season, uh, Texas now three games in, sitting at two and one. Uh, Eric Nalene, the publisher of Inside Texas, with me. Uh, Eric, you know, give us a brief synopsis of how you think the first three games of the season have gone. Well, I mean, you know, it's close to being a resounding success to me. Uh, you know, obviously they got off to a bit of a slow start this past week. I know everybody was hoping that they'd come out breathing fire like they did versus Alabama. That wasn't the case, but they regrouped and proved that they were the much better team. Uh, you know, I think they actually, in a good way, they reverted to, to some good habits uh, later in the game after a slow start. I think they came out with some uh, poor focus. The intensity was there, but I don't think the focus was. A lot of missed tackles, missed assignments. Um but, you know, what I said was this was a last year game with a this year team. And, I, you know, I think, think that makes a lot of sense. The team is quite different, uh, but they came out and they played a little slow. And it looked like a last year team. You know, they were down 17 to 7 at, at half, uh, right before the half. I know, I know fans were getting a little nervous about it. I wasn't too nervous because I, I, I realized that they, they were kind of they were going to run out of tricks. You know, they're throwing it to their 280 pound tight end, which is breaking tendency. They got the onside kick, which is a great call. Uh, you know, Ryan Watts was an inch away from uh, from the pass breakup on that double pass. Uh, so I felt like uh, I felt like, you know, UTSA was out of bullets. And I think uh, I, I think that they stuck stuck to the script. They kept running the ball and it ended up being a really good win. Yeah, I, I felt like Texas, uh, they, they, they exercised some demons because I think that that's a game a year ago. Many of many of us have said, hey, they may they may very well lose that one. Mm -hmm. It's a game they play late yeah. into the fourth quarter. Um, State of the program is brought to you by Wix Law. If you've suffered a real personal injury and need to recover real compensation, you need a real lawyer. Pa call Paul Wicks. He's a supporter of this show and Inside Texas as well as on, on Texas football. Wicks Law can handle your car wrecks, truck wrecks, or other personal injury claims. Get a real deal lawyer to help when you're really injured. Call Paul at 972-473-6900. Eric, I, I talk about – you and I have talked about this in the preseason – and that's just meeting or exceeding expectations. And you you called it a resounding success at this point. Close to um, it. Close, close to it. Not quite a resounding success, uh, but, I'm, you know, I think people should be pleased. Okay, I, I would – okay, that's fair. What do you think they are have been the strengths and the weaknesses to this point? Well, strengths until the last game, I would say, was uh, focus and intensity. You know, the, they, the, the, they've played assignment sound. They've played with a lot of energy. Uh, I think the, the best uh, personification of the team is the amount of pursuit, team pursuit we've seen with the defense. Um, you know, they missed some tackles the other day, but, you know, they didn't really break off any long gains from them, even though, you know, they might have gained some extra yardage for sure, some frustrating uh, leaky yardage. But, uh, you know, their, their teammates were there backing them up. Uh, I, you know, I just see a more focused team, a more detail-oriented team. Uh, less mistake prone. They're taking care of the ball. I'm not seeing nearly as many stupid penalties. They look just, they look better coached, better, more well coached. Um, we're seeing a lot of uh, player development. Christian Jones looks like a million bucks compared to last year. Uh, Keandre Coburn looks better. Just so many of these guys that you think they're at the end of their develop, de developmental rope because of where they are in their career are kind of having a rebirth or, you know, rejuvenation. Christian Jones is looking like a draft pick to me. So I'm just overall seeing a better, uh, more well drilled, drilled uh, team, a more confident team. Uh, they know what they're supposed to do, and they're doing it uh, more often than not. Maybe, you know, they're not playing perfect. Uh, you know, I talked to somebody earlier today about the game, and, you know, he said, you know, everybody assumed that we would have a letdown, and unfortunately that's what happened. He said, but, you know, the, the cliche after that is that it's going to be a wake-up call. And so I think we're about to see that next uh, cliche take root, too. 
Um, anything you're most surprised by? Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Um, I, you know, I, I was at a, a speaking engagement before the season and I predicted the defense to finish in the top 40 and that caught uh, quite a few people by surprise. Um, I'm, I guess I'm surprised that the defense has come out. And I know they had some issues the other day, uh, but they, I, you know, Frank Harris had a worse game by some metrics than Hudson Card. You know, that's not to say he he had a worse game. He, you know, he had there was much more on his plate. Uh, he had a, he had a pretty good game, but they kept him in check for the most part. I, I'm surprised where the defense is because I think they're only going to keep getting better. Um, and so when I predicted top 40 defense, I you know I had a, a lot of people kind of raise their eyebrows when I said that. Uh, you know, I might I might have undershot that. I, I think I'm most surprised by where the defense is at. Uh, but then there's some individual players that took bigger jumps than we we ever reported. You know, I was sitting there thinking maybe Cam Williams would end up starting at right tackle by the end of the season. Uh, Christian Jones is obviously a lot better uh, than we were expecting. Very happy to see it. There's it's just a great story. Uh, it's a great reminder of the importance of evaluation and patience, uh, letting these guys have time to develop. Um, you know. But mainly defense, and then a couple of these guys, Keandre Coburn, uh, Christian Jones, taking these, this, taking their game to the next step, and really, you know, going from all right, they had an okay career to, and hey, they're going to have a payday in front of them if they keep playing like this. If I were to say, um, pro- I, 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 I'll raise my hand when you said top forty defense. I didn't expect that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I, I think you're you're right on with that. The second thing I would say is that of the surprises for me, <clears throat> and you hit on it. In, in a piecemeal way are the seniors that have stepped up as a whole. Yep. Um, Texas and you and I both follow recruiting religiously. Um, Texas is their senior class. And even the junior class has attrition has experienced attrition. That's just untold levels of, attrition. Yeah. I mean, you and I've been following this. I don't know that we've ever seen back-to-back classes uh, picked apart this way. Um, but you, you look at it, you mentioned Christian Jones, you mentioned, Keandre Coburn, uh, but then you also have guys like uh, Moro Ojomo, yeah, uh, right, that, that are stepping up. Tavondre Sweat, oh yeah, Sweat's having a really good game. Then you add guys like jo- Jordan Whittington, who isn't a, a senior per se because of the redshirt and all that other stuff, but could be by grade yeah. year a senior. Um, J- uh, Jameson, Jameson is playing better, and, and, more consistently. I, they caught him. They caught him slipping with his eyes the other day, and they, he got bailed out with that flag. But hopefully, that was a that was a wake up call for him. But he's played yeah. well. Yep, Jamison, Rashawn Johnson, obviously, is yep. a big piece of that. Yep. Um, and so I'm looking at it, and I, it, of all the things that that uh, that surprised me, I didn't expect the seniors to perform as well as they have. Yeah, I, yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's the one. It's again, that's exciting because you think that they, they don't have nearly as much developmental runway left. Uh, and here they are. And that should really inspire confidence in what they're going to do with these younger players. You know, it's, it's, it, I'm much more excited to see what they're going to do with the edges now that I've seen Baron Sorrell uh, play pretty well. You know, he had some missed assignments last week. Don't get me wrong. Didn't play perfect. Uh, gave up his lane a couple times too many. Um, but, you know, the fact that these guys are getting developed, the older guys that shouldn't be shouldn't we shouldn't be seeing this bump late, late in their career uh, should give a lot of confidence that the younger players are going to do the same thing. 
I forgot Anthony Cook. Yeah, Anthony Cook, man. He had, what, he had another six tackles, I think. He's like, he might be the second or third leading tackler on the team. He's he's smart in the back end. Um, you know, he's reliable. There's such a – you know, we always look for the superstar players, but reliable players have so much value to the coaches because they know what they can call for, uh, for them and they know, they know what they can do well. So, uh, yeah, I mean, he's, he's, he's playing really well. Um, obviously, Texas has got a, a quarterback conundrum of sorts right now. We don't know, and it's more on our end than it is Steve Sarkeesian's, right? Um, he knows what he's got at quarterback in, in, from a timing perspective much more, much more than we do. Um, right now, he, on Monday, he said that he uh, all, all of the quarterbacks practice from yep. Q, Quinn Ewers to Hudson Card to Malik Murphy mm-hmm. uh, even saw action. Um, and so, you know, I think that as we look forward for these next three games, right, with, with uh, not only uh, Tech this weekend, but West Virginia and then uh, the OU game, yeah, uh, you, you know, how are we looking at quarterback as a whole? I mean, is it another game you think where we need a, a guy like Hudson Card who did a really good job of uh, keeping the ball away from the other team and driving the bus? Or yeah. do you think it's going to be a situation where we see Quinn sooner than anticipated or we just don't know and it's, it's kind of wait and see? Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Yeah, I mean, I, there's so many different ways he can play it. And I think it's going to be dependent on what they see on that tech tape. You know, what do they what they feel like they, need, they have to accomplish to win that game, where they have to attack them. Um I, I don't get me wrong. They would feel perfectly fine going in with Hudson card, but man, you, you know, you really can't afford to drop that game. You got to come out hot. Uh, and so I think it's going to be dependent on how they, how well they feel that they can control that game. Now I've sensed quite a bit of confidence in them uh, heading into this last week. Uh, I think that was kind of told in the fact that they were going to games, you know, go see recruits and stuff like that. Uh, I had some other indicators that had made me feel that they were confident. Um, you know, I think we'll probably find out, you know, Thursday, maybe Friday, uh, I don't, you know, we're not going to let the cat out of the bag. We'll get scolded if we do. Yeah. Um, but I, I think it's just going to come down to the fact of whether or not they feel like they have to play Quinn or not. They would, you know, they have that West Virginia game as a buffer to to try to work him back in before OU. Uh, now, obviously, they can't take any of these wins for granted. It's, you know, they're going to have to go earn them. Tech is going to be a pretty difficult game in my estimation. It's just a better version of UTSA. Uh, but I, I, you know, they'll feel comfortable with card and I, I tend to think it, it'll be card, but I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised by Quinn either. Obviously with, uh, Sark letting Quinn throw in front of the press on, uh, right before the game, that's going to start people thinking. So was he doing that just cause Hey, Quinn's coming back or was he doing that to give, uh, to give Joey McGuire something to think about? Well, it's interesting. Joey McGuire has got his own quarterback issues. Uh, right. he, uh, he, uh, Tyler Schlopp, the, the, uh, talented transfer, uh, out with a broken collarbone. He does, not expected to play this week against Texas. Uh, McGuire saying that they'll probably go with uh, what they've done before, which is Donovan Smith. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. And how, I don't know how to say Mort- Barron's Morton. Is that right? Or Morton? Baron Morton. Yeah. Baron Morton is a very talented, 
kind of like a Sam Bradford guy. He's uh, just a, a all around good athlete. That doesn't mean he's an explosive athlete, you know, good golfer, you know, whatever. He's a guy that, you know, you go play darts and he's hitting bullseye, you go play pool and he's running the table, that sort of athlete. Uh, good deal. I think he's going to be a really good quarterback if they, if they, if they're able to keep Kitley there. Um, I think he's going to be a stud, but Donovan Smith, um, I'm going to say he's a talented quarterback, but that's not to say that he's a good quarterback right now. He's got to do a better job of taking care of the ball. Uh, but I was watching the U of H game, and you know he, he threw three three pretty deep field side outs that really caught my eye. And then on top of it, he's a good athlete. So if they get him taking doing a better job of taking uh, care of the ball, he's going to end up being good in time. Uh, he's going to be, but he's going to be dangerous. They're going to have to. It's their fourth mobile quarterback in a row. They've done a pretty decent job of keeping those guys in the pocket. Uh, they're going to have to learn from some of the mistakes they made versus Harris this past week. Uh, but I, you know, I think they'll have a good game plan for him for sure. It's very interesting. Uh, I watched the the Tech uh, NC State game. Yeah. Uh, I, I recorded it over the weekend, and you know he he was hot and cold. Mm -hmm. uh, but when he's hot, he's yeah. really really talented, uh, and yeah. you can see why people get excited. Uh, they've had problems protecting. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I think mm -hmm. they had five sacks. Uh, uh, U of H had five sacks against him, and then. Uh, uh, NC State had four and had some pretty constant pressure. Uh, they've had problems getting their run, running game going yeah. alongside that. Uh, but at the same time, their um, defense has been pretty strong. Right. Uh, you know, not the typical tech defense that you and I kind of grew up with. And whenever Mike Leach was – you know, yeah. not really caring about defense and just trying to score every possession. It's a it's a really good test for the team to go on the road and play them. Obviously, the crowd's going to be hostile. You know, they'll be losing their mind over the fact that it's the last time they're going to have Texas in town for a long time. Uh, I think the defensive line is pretty mature up front. It's going to be a good test for the offensive line. They're experienced in the back end, even though they're they're uh, missing Adrian Fry, who's an, uh, who's a big piece at corner. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to watching the linebackers this week because those running backs are not all that great, and the offensive line is not all that great. But those running backs run hard and they run downhill. You know, it's Taj and uh, Taj Brown and uh, is it Brown Taj Brooks Taj Brooks. Boyd Taj Brooks. Yep, yeah, sorry, Taj Boyd was Clemson quarterback, uh, and it's Roderick Thompson. They run downhill and they run very hard. They're big kids, uh, so I'm looking forward to seeing Jalen Ford playing playing uh, uh, against them, and, and we'll probably see Diamante Tucker Dorsey as well with uh, over, over shown out for for a half. Uh, so it, it's a really good test. Like they're not a great team, uh, but they're dangerous enough. Uh, they've got good enough athletes in certain places and, they, and they've got some maturity on them. But I'm with you on that offensive line is is poor, especially in pass protection. Uh, you know, I've, I've seen that that tackle is is, a, is kind of a mess over there. So I, I think the edge players for Texas uh, should have a good game, uh, at least relatively speaking. Texas obviously edges in a strength for them. Yeah, I was going to say that's what we thought last weekend, too. Uh, yeah. And it didn't really pan out that way. A lot of it, though. Because how uh, uh, UTSA decided to game plan. Yeah, Harris did a good job of getting out of the pocket too. But yeah, he was pressured quite a bit. Um, I, I think the interior line is going to have another exceptional game or have an exceptional game. And then the edges just have to play more discipline. And I think they'll be all right. All right. Um, you know, we call this state of the program because we don't just talk about the, the last game and the upcoming game. But the program as a whole uh, is really the idea here. And, you know, we're looking at guys right now. Bijan pops off a 78-yard run, 41-yard run. Uh, Quinn Ewers, when he's healthy, I mean, you, everybody can see the talent just oozes. Mm -hmm. um, Xavier Worthy, impossible first-round pick as a, as a sophomore receiver. Now, obviously, he's got uh, some, some work ahead of him. Um, I, I look at this right now and think, wow, they've really got something started on offense. Yeah. Uh, because they've got Arch Manning coming in as well, Cedric mm -hmm. Baxter, uh, those receivers, uh, 
hopefully they, they add Jalen Hale on Wednesday, young man out of Longview, Justin yeah. Wells will be up uh, covering that uh, uh, commitment ceremony uh, for inside Texas. Uh, Eric, you know, as we, as we look out a, a bit here, is, is Steve Sarkeesian building this the way he wants to from a talent perspective, particularly on offense? I think it goes for goes without saying he is, but just how well is he doing it? I mean, number um, one quarterback, running back in the, in the country. I mean, just it's kind of ridiculous. Yeah, it's really exciting because because we're now you know we're now we're getting a glimpse of what we saw at Alabama. You know, the the development and the matching this the fits to the scheme, uh, and you know you, you see the development that Arch Manning's shown this year. He was already the number one player in the country, I think, with improved arm strength. That's you know he's cemented that. Uh, Cedric Baxter's the top running back in the country. Jonte Cook is one of the two, two, three or four uh, best wide receivers in the country. And uh, so we saw what he did at Alabama, but now we're really seeing glimpses uh, of what he can do with with top flight talent at Texas. So I think, um, you know, especially once that offensive line, those those same sorts of levels, the talent uh, get more experience. Kevin Banks or Kelvin Banks is having an exceptional freshman year so far. Uh, once once more of those guys get involved, I mean, it's 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 impossible not to be excited about the uh, uh, about the, the offense. I mean, the offense is going to set a high floor for the program and it's going to set a high ceiling because, you know, the, the defense is not going to have have to be perfect once all these pieces are integrated. It's interesting. I, I think what he's done a great job of is recruiting ultra high end talent. Yeah. Uh, not only not only raising the floor. I mean, they they had a great overall uh, recruiting class. They they got guys that weren't as heavily recruited right. or highly recruited that are still good players. Like Cole Hudson wasn't the heavy, most heavily recruited guy in the program. He's already starting. So the, yeah. Baron Sorrell was not heavily recruited. He's starting. So I, I want to say that it's not to say that, but. Those guys aren't expected to be first day picks, right? Right. But Bill what Banks is a possible first day pick? Yeah, yeah. But what like I like Arch about Manning, the, Ted Baxter, uh, Quinn Ewers, the high ceiling guys, the high ceiling guys. A lot of them, and I wrote this quite a bit. I did a piece uh, around signing day last year where I wrote the ten most, uh, the ten highest ceiling guys on the on the in the class, and the ten highest floor guys in the class. And there was a lot of overlap. When you have Kelvin Banks as one of your highest floor guys in the class, uh, you know that's a good thing. That means your left tackle is pretty much set for a very long time. Uh, uh, Quinn Ewers was uh, number two, I think, uh, or my number one floor guy, number one ceiling, number one floor guy, if he would have been in that class. So that's something he's done. And then obviously the Cole Hudson, I thought, I thought he was pretty undervalued. I always liked him, um, but he's obviously further along than I think anybody expected. They're doing a really good job, man. And, you know, I was asked today how I feel about the class, you know, with, with any uh, needs still remaining. I'm not, I'm not worried. I could not be less concerned about any aspect of recruiting right now. Yeah. I, I tell you what, it's interesting because um, they're starting also, and, and I talked with Jerry about this the other day, Eric, and I think you'll agree. Uh, anytime a new staff comes in, like Texas did a year and a half ago with with uh, Steve Sarkeesian, uh, they're really he, he wasn't a base Texas recruiter, so it wasn't like he was moving from Texas Tech to Texas or from Baylor to Texas or U of H to Texas, like even Tom Herman did, right? right. He was moving from an assistant coach's position at Alabama to Texas. He did not have a laundry list of prospects and pre-existing relationships in the Lone Star State when he came over. Same with Jimbo Fisher when he first got to Texas A&M. He was moving over. Yeah. Um, Fisher, though, is a couple of years ahead from uh, the standpoint of, hey, he, he got his guys in and started getting to know the state. And so what I'm interested in and what Jerry and I were talking about, it really takes you a couple of years to make up ground on getting in on kids early. Yeah. yeah, you could do a couple of guys and get by a couple of guys, 
But getting in on kids early when they're sophomores and freshmen in high school, Steve Sarkeesian didn't have that with either the last class or the previous one. Right. Um, starting to get to that level now where he, he might be able to do that too. Right. Yeah. He, I, I, there's not going to be an excuse uh, for, for being behind on the 2024 guys. And, and not that he was ever making an excuse, but you want to, you, you know, you want an example of a guy that they were just behind on and they never actually made up. They're still trying is Anthony Hill. You know, uh, A&M had a big jump on him uh, just because he was such a well-known recruit at an early age. Uh, and that's that's where he felt the most comfortable. Now that, re that recruitment's not over, obviously. Uh, but that is, you know, Texas was making up ground when he committed. But that's that that's one where it hurt him. A guy like David Hicks, another thing. They're just, you know, they're they're playing from way behind on some of these guys. But they did make up ground very quickly. Uh, I think some of some of what helped them was that that notoriety from uh, Alabama. You know, that that offense appeals to everybody. You've got Kyle Flood who just won, you know, O line coach of the year award. Uh, Jeff Banks is a great great recruiter. Obviously, uh, he knew the state pretty well too, and Flood knew the state decently well too. He had picked uh, picked up two or three guys in the in the last class or two. Uh, so the, the, the offense speaks for itself. I, you know, it, it appeals to every position on the board, tight end, offensive line, wide receiver, running back, quarterback, it doesn't matter. And then, you know, this class, you know, Arch Manning and things were, I think people already forgot that things were off to a bit of a slow start in this class until that, that sonic boom hit in June. Um, last question for this state of the program. Uh, any, any, uh, true freshman you think will start to make a bigger impact as the season wears on. Now we we've seen who they think who we a lot of who we think they're going to play, right? Um, a lot of those true freshmen probably that they're mixing in are on defense. Um, yeah. Is there any one or two that you're really thinking over the next three to six weeks we'll see more of? Well, you know, the, I think the 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 veterans are pretty cemented uh, where they are, and even the young freshmen on the line are too. Um, you know, but I don't think we're going to see any changes on the O-line. Uh, on the D-line, you know, I, I do think if they can get some leads, we'll start to see more of Ethan Burke. Uh, we'll see more of Jamon Tapp. They look, you know, Jamon Tapp looked really good in the opener. Uh, but the one that, you know, he's got he's got veterans in front of him, but Austin Jordan is making a lot of noise in practice. We keep hearing good things about him. I wrote an article about him last week. Sark spoke uh, very highly of him. Um, you know, his teammates love him. They respect the way he goes about it. He's prepared. Uh, we could see more of him. Of course, he's got a roadblock in front of him. You know, he's got Jameson and Watson, even Jameer Johnson, who's uh, playing well, uh, too. So he's one that I would think of. You know, I don't really know if there's if there's room for them to break into. Is there anybody on your mind? Um, I, I thought I was particularly thinking of Ethan Burke. I, yeah. I think that he's the guy that may be a little bit different coming off the edge. Um, I, I, see, I think he has the he has the length. Yeah. The other guys lack. I mean, not that they're they're. I mean, Ovi and and uh, Sorrell are not short people. I'm not saying that, but he has the wit. Uh, he's one of those guys that can make up ground to the quarterback in three steps because he's so dang tall. Yeah, right? he's got and he has the length. Yeah. yeah, it's a short. It's a shorter arc for him. I, you know, I would have mentioned him. I think he needs to get a lot stronger at the point of attack. I think he's getting pushed around a little bit. Um, you know, we know that he he piled on a bunch of weight as fast as he could just to get ready for the season. I think an offseason is going to do him a lot, a lot of good. But I, I do think that that yeah, I think he'll he'll continue playing more. We've already seen him. He was playing, uh, he was playing on Saturday, played quite a bit in the first game. Uh, they'll keep playing him. Obviously, he's he's someone that's mentally prepared, knows what he's supposed to do. Uh, but there's I've seen a couple of plays where it's like, oh man, he needs to he needs to get stronger in his lower body for for sure. Yeah, he's, 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 ahead of, he's ahead of where he should be though. I had him as uh, I had him as one of my top five ceiling players in the class. Never would have dreamed of having him as a floor player, which I should have. Yep. All right. Uh, State of the program is brought to you by Wix Law. If you've suffered a real personal injury and need to recover real compensation, you need a real lawyer. Call Paul Wix 
at Wix Law uh, can handle all of your car wrecks, truck wrecks, or other personal injury claims. If you have a real injury, you need a real lawyer, and that's Paul Wix. That's 972-473-6900. Uh, Eric, any parting thoughts before we get going here at the state of the program? No, football's fun again. You know, I think uh, I think it's, you know, this time of year is always a bit uh, tedious. Uh, I think uh, we've seen a lot of seasons sort of uh, go down downhill. Even uh, somebody brought up today that they were four and one last year uh, before things went sideways. So I think maybe we, we're still on a little uh, pins and needles here. Uh, but, you know, the team is different. I think it's plainly obvious on the field that the team is different. Uh, and I expect them to keep playing very hard. And if they keep doing that, then, then good things are going to come their way, especially once they get the, uh, the quarterback back. The defense is definitely different. Um, yep. I just they would that same defense a year ago would have given up 35 in a blink. Yep. Uh, in my opinion. All right. Yep. Uh, for Eric Nalin of Inside Texas, uh, join us at Inside Texas one month, one dollar. Uh, we're all over there each and every day. Uh, for Eric Nalin of Inside Texas, I'm Bobby Burton. And this has been State of the Program.